Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Bustin' Loose Baseball with Grant and Danny. Interviews, analytics, and analysis on everything baseball in the nation's capital. And as promised, we're joined now by Mackenzie Gore, the left-handed pitcher who's going to be making his Nationals debut First trip through the rotation here when the season begins next week, and we are fired up about it. Mackenzie, thanks for joining us on Grant and Danny. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure, bud. Let's go in, into spring stats. What are we supposed to care about? We're just pudgy idiots at home watching you, yeah. the real grown-ups on television, trying to figure out and interpret. So what are you looking at? What do you care about? Is it, you know, my, my spin rate was X, my mechanics were Y, or do you care about results at all? Walk us through it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, spring results, they really don't mean anything. Uh, it is nice to have some good ones. Uh, but, I mean, the biggest thing is how we're feeling. We're building up as starters. Um, and, yeah, I think, that, you know, how the delivery is moving and um, getting that to be very consistent, you know, by the – as you can by the end of spring. And that usually is easier to do once you're throwing more pitches in a game. So, uh, so, yeah, I feel good. You know, a couple things to work on. Uh here in the next, you know, few days, but I feel good. I like where, where we're at and um, just keep getting ready for the next one. So presumably you'll get one more start. I would guess you probably know the schedule already of when you'll throw again and then what it looks like for the, the first big league start and when that will be. But you said you're close. So give us an idea of how you feel. If you were taking them out in a big league game, you know, tomorrow, how, how you would, um, kind of go about your prep and what you want to work on between now and when we see you in a Nats uniform start of April. Uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing is, you know, some some more consistency, you know, with the delivery. Um, but we were, we were really good early and, you know, the last couple haven't been as, you know, sharp, but there's been some, you know, some flashes of some good things. And, um, and, but it's also been nice to, you know, I have had to work with, you know, some runners on with this new clock thing and, uh, which is, you know, that I'm glad that that happened. I didn't just cruise. And when we got some runners on early that we didn't know what to do with, you know, 15 seconds of getting a sign. And, um, but yeah, I feel good. I'm, I'm ready to roll. And, uh, we got another one on Wednesday and that's kind of all I'm, all I know at this, you know, up to this point. So. Yeah. Mackenzie, what's that adjustment been like? I mean, baseball players for, you know, hundred and however many years, right. have done it one way. And now all of a sudden you're on a clock. It's gotta be a, a major change. What's good about it? What's been tough to adjust to? Uh, yeah, I mean, really, it's just something you have to pay attention to. Uh, it's, you know, another thing to kind of focus on. 
but it, you know, at this point, we're, we've gotten used to it. Uh, I think last start, you know, a guy called Tom, then I held the ball for like 10 seconds uh, once he got in the box to the point where I was like, all right, I'm probably holding a little long for myself here. Um, but a little things like that, where it's, you know, you can, and then I got a double play ball because you can use it in that way, which is cool, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's just it's kind of where we're at. This is, this is what we're rolling with. So, Do you plan on tinkering in that way? It sounds like, you know, Max Scherzer has publicly talked about maybe trying to use it to his advantage or, or, you know, get a benefit out of holding the ball, kind of maybe deking a batter, quick pitching at times. Like, do you plan on trying to manipulate the clock a little bit to your benefit? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, using it, you know, to help where it's not affecting any, anything I do. Um, but, yeah, if, it's, if there's a way you can get a hitter off balance for sure um, or a base runner, uh, you know, whatever it is. So we're definitely going to, you know, find ways to use it to our advantage and uh, see what happens. McKenzie, this is such a unique situation in, in general. For, for a young guy, in a lot of organizations, a lot of times, you'd be competing to, to make the, the major league club just to come out of spring training, right? Well, here's a, it's a different story. I mean, eyes wide open, you're going to be in the rotation. So how do you treat the spring big picture, right? Do you still feel like I got to compete every day or it's I got to pitch 180 innings this year and I got to gear up towards that? And there's a balance there. I'd love for you to give me your thought process. Uh, yeah, uh, different. Um, and it was, you know, I, I'd never pitched here before. Um, so, yeah, a lot of new things going on this spring uh, in Florida and finally putting some red on. And, uh, but, yeah, just really it's just day by day. Let's just get ready for the season. Um, you know, I know what I need to do, where how close I am or, you know. Um, so, really, it's just well, this is where we need to get to by um, whatever the date is. And, um that's kind of where we're at. So, Mackenzie Gore, lefty with the Nationals, joining us from spring training on Grant and Danny here, um, was the top pitching prospect in San Diego system for multiple years, was a top 10 prospect in all of baseball, former top five pick out of Whiteville High School in, in Whiteville, North Carolina, and was a centerpiece and one of the key components of the Juan Soto deal coming over to D.C. We didn't get to see him because he was shut down uh, end of last season. But you know, really at the start of last year, Mackenzie – you were a top five pitcher in the league for, for several trips through the rotation for a couple months. I mean, nobody was hitting you. Nobody was scoring. You ended up with really respectable numbers in 13 starts and 16 games. Kind of came back to the pack after you weren't 100%. But, man, was your first couple of months incredible. I mean, you were the front runner for the Rookie of the Year award. What did that do for your confidence? And, and what does that stretch tell you about like, what you're capable of? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always good to have success early. Um, when you get to the big leagues, um, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was kind of until mid June, uh, until we, you know, started, you know, hitting some bumps and, uh, which is part of this game. This game's hard. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, really just the stuff and the way I was able to kind of learn things every start and then kind of improve each time. I, I felt like I got a little better each start. Um, and then we kind of put, there's three quality starts together right there at the end of May, early June. And um, so it was fun. You know, the stuff was good. I mean, yeah, we'd all love to have, you know, whatever it was, the one and some change ERA. But it's more what the stuff was and the way I, how I was able to get, you know, into the sixth, seventh inning of games. So, 
Yeah, well, well your stuff is certainly nasty. It speaks for itself. Uh, it's a devastating mix. What do you want to build on this year? The start that Grant mentioned was unbelievable. Uh, the stuff clearly plays. You are a bona fide big leaguer at this stage. The, the sky's the limit for you and your potential. What's kind of your next step in terms of a goal for you? What do you want to build on this year and be a little bit better than maybe you were last year? Uh, I, I think what, you know, what Davey and uh, Hickey have talked about a lot of spring is kind of winning counts, uh, getting ahead of guys when you watch – you know, these guys that are consistently the best pitchers in the game, that, you know, watching Sandy the other day or or whoever it is, they're just ahead. And um, when you have good stuff and the hitters are – if they miss a pitch, then they're in trouble. You know, it makes it a lot easier for us. So getting into good counts consistently, and um, I think that that will make it where, one, I can go deeper into games. And it just makes it where we're – you know, it's a lot easier to pitch when you're – Ahead 0-2, then, you know, 2-1, two, 2-0. Two, uh, so. Mackenzie Gore of the Nationals here on Grant and Danny. What's your rapport like that you've been building now with K. Barrett Ruiz? How long does that take to really kind of be on a, the equal page? Because that becomes more, more important with less time now than yeah. ever before. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the biggest thing is communication. Um, you know, you can only throw to him so much. You know, we can't pitch every day. So um, the biggest thing is communicating – um, and there will be a lot more of that when they're scouting reports and when we start game planning for teams. And um, right now I've kind of, you know, let him – I want to see what he liked to do and what he kind of – if he sees something that I've never done before that um, – uh, both him and Riley. So, um, yeah, really just we, we have to communicate, be on the same page before we go out there. And if we do that, we, we should be good to go. How much of scouting reports do you just sort of follow, Mackenzie? In other words, a guy might have a pretty good set of results on you know, fastballs middle in when he hadn't seen your fastball middle in. You know what I mean? Like, What's the balance yeah. there in terms of how comfortable you are in a given spot versus what the book says? Uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is I like to know it just so I feel prepared. Um, it's kind of, you know, studying for a test. You, if you go in knowing what you need to know, then you're going to just be more confident. Um, and you know that being confident comes with preparation. So we can do all the stuff physically, but there also is a mental side where I feel like if I know if I do get in a spot where I do know where they struggle and I haven't gone there yet or something, and, um, third or fourth time through the order, then you know that's the time we could use it. So I like to know things just so I feel confident and ready to go. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Mackenzie Gore on G&D getting ready for the start of the season. Uh, if we're looking at like a pie graph toward the end of the year of your pitches by start, like percentages, 
and I know every start's different and you're attacking a lineup based on weaknesses, but just generally when you're right, like what should, or do you expect that to look like? What percentage of time do you throw fastball and how does your pie graph look? Uh, yeah, I think the, um, you know, of course, you know, I, I like my fastball. I do think the percentage of the fastball needs to go down um, some, uh, which is, you know, just using the other three pitches a little more and keeping, you know, guys there, it's hard. It's a lot harder to guess when, you know, at 60 plus percent, you know, you, you can kind of go dead red. And, and if I'm off a tick and they're sitting dead red, they can hit it. So, um, um, I think I think the, the fastball percentage going down some and just using all four weapons. Um, the changeup's gotten a lot better this spring. That's something that me and Hickey have worked on, and I've used it and got swing and miss. And it's a you know it's been a good pitch when when thrown on the zone. So uh, going out there with four weapons and using them is you know it's, it's a big deal. So is that something that you learned in season last year, just based on results, or was that? a conversation you had with someone, are you a particularly analytical guy studying numbers on Savant or something, or, or is someone in the organization saying, Hey, let's turn up the fader on some of this off speed stuff. Like where does that philosophy come from? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Last year, uh, which is, you know, part of this league that just, I was throwing, I had a really good fastball. And when I had a lot of success, I was throwing it a lot. And, um, but then I got to the point where if I did get two one or we you know whatever the count was, it was a, pretty high percentage fastball and people were selling out and, and I, you know, as the, whatever reason I was throwing, not as hard, uh, started happening. They were, they were on the heater and they started, you know, I had some starts where I gave a couple of touchdowns. And, uh, <laughs> and so you I think you know, extra points though, you know, you got it. Oh uh, yeah. A couple, couple extra points, two point conversions. It was tough. So, uh, <laughs> but, um, but I think, yeah, just being able to use other pitches and, and counts like that where they can't just, you know, sit dead red heater is uh, is going to help a lot. Mackenzie, are you are you a tinkerer? In other words, just in terms of feel where it's like you, you're, you're four-seamers normally this way, but you know what? All of a sudden when you're playing catch in the outfield, you're getting some more takeoff. So you, you bring that into a bullpen or into a game. Same with the other kind of grips. Or, or you go, these are my four grips. Don't talk to me. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think there's a feel thing that, and it's not when I say tinker, it's probably something very small. Um, but when you go into a start, there, some things are a little better than others that day. And that's part of learning, learning how to know what you have that day is also some things might not be there first three innings. And then it shows up in the last last three. It's just it's crazy. And, um, but, yeah, understanding that if I can tinker something just a little bit to feel better, then, um, yeah, that can help a lot. Mackenzie Gore, Grant and Danny, a couple of minutes left with the lefty who's uh, going to be a blast to watch this year and one of the biggest stories for the 2023 Nationals. So we had Josiah Gray on last week, and I asked him this question in this way. We had some fun with it, so I want to bring it back for you. We talked about the pitch clock a little bit, but we said you got to sign, you got to trade, and you've got to just outright release one of these three, okay? So it's the pitch clock. It's the only get to throw over twice, and it's the I guess the size of the bases. Was that the three rules? Shifts. That was, the shifts. Oh, that's right. The banning of the shifts. So you have to, so we're, we're ranking them one, two, and three. But you have to sign one, you have to trade one, and you have to cut one uh, of those rules. So rank them for us. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut the bang of the shifts. If you wanna if you wanna do your research and uh, put some guys where you think they need to be, go for it. Um, there's a reason they stopped the shifts because they were working. 
So, right. Hey, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Don't penalize yeah. me for information. Yeah, and then the other two, like, yeah, whichever one you want to sign or trade. Uh, I would probably trade the shot, the pitch clock. Um, and I would, you know, the picking over twice, that's fine. Yeah. So uh, that's probably what I'd go with. Well, they had to do something. You guys are too good. That's what happened. Pitching got too nasty, and they go, we got to invent something here. Uh, <laughs> give me – Give me somebody that has stepped in the box against you, and you went, "Oh my God, that's fill in the blank." Yeah, I never had you know the wow moment um, where I was like, "All right, you know, wow, this is uh, you know this guy's hitting." Um, when Harper steps in the box, you know he can hit. Um, that was a guy when I faced him. I was like, "This guy can do some damage." Um, so I, I would say he's probably the the he's the best hitter I faced, and. Um, when he stepped in, you're like, we, we, we need to make good pitches right here. Um, and so I'd probably go with him as, you know, the best hitter. One more quick baseball one and then a couple of fun things for you. Uh, WBC, we're watching this as a country. We're all in. We're loving this. As a baseball player, my wife actually asked me this question. We were watching the game last night, and I, I just guessed. She's like, do you think the other major leaguers, like, that aren't playing in this are watching and care about this? And I'm like, and eh, they do baseball all day. They probably just go home and do what they do. But I'll ask you, like, do you, are you invested if we win or not on Tuesday night? Yeah, I've watched. Um, I don't, no, I can't tell you I've watched every pitch, but I've, I, keep, I keep up with games. And there's a lot going on right now with basketball. And, uh, but uh, I have watched the games. Really, I mean, we, we know a lot of these guys, too. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm for sure. Yeah, but I want us, want us to win. If Mackenzie Gore was not a big league pitcher, what would you be doing? I have no idea. I wish I had a good answer for you, but I, I don't. <laughs> that, that gives you an idea of why you're a big league pitcher. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> you put all your eggs in that basket. It's That's right. That's right. Uh, what is the last TV show that you binged that you really liked? Mm, probably Suits. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that one, but I've heard it's good. What about favorite movie or something you saw recently that was good? Uh, favorite movie is I'm a Wedding Crashers guy. That's my uh, that's my movie. So, so I, first, I think I watched that movie when I went to bed, like every night for like, two months in yeah, a row, dozens of times. Especially the first like hour ten, it's a, an amazing comedy. The last yeah. forty five minutes is a sneaky romantic comedy. It's like a relationship. Yeah, you know how we got right? You got to put some love in there. So. <laughs> But so Mackenzie, we asked this question of, of, of a lot of guys. For me, the answer is cocktail shrimp. Okay. That's yeah. my eating contest food. I can mm. eat cocktail shrimp and win contests for whatever reason. I could just dip it and rip it. If you had to like to, for the fate of the planet win an eating contest, what food would you pick? What's your eating contest food? Probably like some sushi. I think really? That's I would not have guessed that. Walk me through your sushi order. Are you one of those people like where they scold you when you order it because it's too much? You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? You get that at the Japanese restaurant where they're like, um, no, no, no. And you're like, no, it's just for me. I promise. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I just I like sushi. I like trying new things. Yeah. Um but sushi, I really enjoy sushi. So uh and I can I mean I feel like sushi just don't get it doesn't fill me up really. So I can eat as much as I want. I'm just like, well, I can still probably eat something else. So Normally, I always say to the, the guys that will be new to D.C., I'll help you out. I'll send you to the right places. I can't help you on sushi, but I hope you find yeah, a good spot I'll, or two. I'll let you know if I find something. Yes. Please do. <laughs> yeah. If you need a good steakhouse, I'm your guy. I got you there. Mackenzie, yeah. thank you. We appreciate you. Have a great season, man. We're uh, pulling yeah. for you to have a big 2023. Yeah, appreciate it.
good to have Mackenzie Gore on Bustin' Loose Baseball. So we had Josiah Gray last week, Mackenzie Gore this week. Uh, maybe we got to catch up with my guy Cole Henry next week, who's coming back from Thoracic Outlet, touched 96 miles an hour the other day. Amazing. Been texting with him. He feels great. So uh, let's get him on the show. He's a cool dude. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, let people know, Danny, what they need to do to be a part of this growing fraternity here. Anywhere, and I mean this, anywhere you get your podcast, you can find it, right? Bustin' Loose Baseball, uh, search Grant and Danny, you will find us, we'll come up. We need reviews. If you say something nice about us, we'll say something nice about you. We are, ve- the bar is very low in terms of our threshold. We are selling ourselves for compliments. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe, all of that good stuff. And the 1067 The Fan YouTube page. If you're a visual person, that's cool too. You can see our pudgy faces. I've got huge bags under my eyes uh, from my children. They keep me up late at night and then wake me up very early in the morning. It makes you very cranky. If you want to see us, you can do that as well. We're right there on the YouTubes. You can subscribe and get these kinds of things. And you can be notified when it happens. I loved this comment that we got on our last podcast of last season. It felt like a, you know, like the comments you see in a movie trailer that like a black screen with white letters and yeah, yeah, yeah. pop out at you, right? You should uh, go see this movie because someone liked it. Yeah. Uh, Todd four six seven said, "The must listen podcast for any Nats fan. Informative, insightful, and wildly entertaining. Wildly entertaining. Let's put that on a T-shirt, shall we?" Uh, we can get Darius to uh, make that up for us here. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening and watching. Thank you so much. We are back at it later in the week. Uh, I believe the plan is going to be starting this week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're going to post the pod. Is that right? I believe that's what we're doing. I think it's. we said we were going to do that, and then nobody else, like there's, I don't know, there's no contract. I think we're just going to do that, right? Yeah. That's what we're doing? That is the plan. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, you should expect your – Nat's content from us here on Bustin' Loose Baseball. Thanks so much. We'll catch you on Thursday.